Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, my name is Nicola Smith and I am a Programme Officer for the Health and Wellbeing Team at NHS Employers. This is the second podcast from our visit to Blackpool Teaching Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust, where we went to find out in what way our How Are You Feeling NHS toolkit was being used. Previously, Rachel Bailey, Ward Manager of the Stroke Unit, where the toolkit was initially piloted, discussed how the toolkit supported their ward to talk about emotional wellbeing. In this podcast, Leslie Smith-Payne, Head of Workforce Health and Wellbeing at the hospital, explains how the toolkit has now helped to implement good health and wellbeing throughout the organisation. Following our participation in the pilot of the Emotional Wellbeing Toolkit and the success of that pilot, we decided that we would um, incorporate it into our stress policy, workplace, managing workplace stress. So we rewrote the policy incorporating the HSE management standards and embedded the toolkit into the um, policy. And then in addition to that, we then looked at how we could use it across the organisation and looking at how areas would use it um, to get the benefit from it. So we did um, one-hour awareness sessions with managers that you could book onto to show them the new policy. And what we found was that although the policy's been in existence for quite a long time, people weren't using it or managers weren't using it for managing um, work-related stress. They do risk assessments every day all day but they'd never I think in all of the awareness sessions I did I think there was only one person who'd used the um, risk assessment in the stress policy um, so it was really good to sort of highlight that the policy was there that um, you know they could use the risk assessment forms to sort of highlight what the issues were and um, and then it was a really good template to use to discuss with staff to highlight what was causing the issue and then they could use that to then refer into occupational health so we could see you know where the areas of concern were um, and then in addition to that get them to use the emotional well-being toolkit in their areas um, so it was a, a sort of you know how how can we look after our emotional well-being um, and make people aware of the toolkit um, so that they started using it um, but what we're trying to do is is get in the inpatient areas, all the wards, um, were buying balls so that everybody's got um, the same toolkit as Rachel had to use in their areas. And then in addition, because we have um, quite a big community areas within the Trust, we look, we're looking at how we can use it in teams that don't get together very often. So um, some of the teams may only see each other once a month. So we've got a little subgroup um, being formed to look at how we can utilise it um, and in teams where there's say three localities have got north central and east they might come together once a month but do something in their areas and then feed in the results so they can look at the bigger team you know what's working what isn't working what's going on um, and then they can use it to refer into occupational health where appropriate um, and it also gives a script for the staff who might be struggling um, that they can raise it with somebody and they've almost got a bit of a a script that they can sort of say, you know, I'd like to flag up, I'm not coping very well, what, what can be accessed? Um, because in occupational health we have a lot of, um, we have counselling, we have CBT, we have hypnotherapy, um, but we also have um, team building exercises and OD interventions that we can put in place where appropriate. So um, it just gives us that holistic um, option really to use it in different ways. So it's still work in progress, but we are rolling it out now um, across the trust because we've seen the value 
um, and with the sort of ongoing um, financial challenges, um, staffing shortages, etc., um, it's just something to use to try and keep that positivity um, and reframe things so that, okay, it's gone wrong or it's not had as much effect as we thought. What can we do about that? How can we change things? You know, what can we learn from that? How can we stop it happening again? The people who've started utilising it have seen the value and I've actually seen that it's, um, staff have said things like, it didn't really matter how we did it or what we did, it was just that they cared, that somebody's bothered to say, how are you? You know, how are you? We recognise it's really tough out there. We recognise that, um, you know, that if there's um, a number of staff not available for whatever reason, or the a and is particularly busy, um, it's, it's how do we enable staff to cope with that, because it is tough. Um, and I think it's that recognition that, you know, at least people care, you know, care and that, that we're trying to make things better and look at things and give people tools to manage. Thank you for listening. If you would like to find out more about the Emotional Wellbeing Toolkit, then visit www.nhsemployers.org forward slash how are you feeling NHS.